Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Wave Ministries. Visit thewavecolumbus.com for more information. Welcome to The Wave Podcast. I am Danny Ortiz. And I am Ryan McCarsky. Ryan McCarsky, how are you, my brother? I'm great, Danny. How are you doing? Great time. Great time. We just got done celebrating the resurrection of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. which, like we said last week, it should be every single day. So yep. as we rise up early in the morning, we remember that Jesus Christ's blood, I will say this, is enough, man. Uh, how was your weekend, my friend? It was great, man. Had uh, had a good amount of time off with the, with the family and, you know, got to enjoy our or some home group time on Sunday. So yeah, that was that was definitely good. How about you? Doing good. I was thinking about the home group. I want to. I I I gotta ask them all this question. I don't know why I'm talking about this uh, now, but I am. I gotta ask them a question. I I want. I gotta. I need one of their pictures. Uh, I think we take. We took a good picture. I think. I think throughout the um. Through our family dinner when we all ate oh, the for Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah, Thanksgiving, yeah, I want to I want to th- throw that on the website, but uh, that's neither yeah. here or here. That's in my mind, so I I thought <laughs> let me let me talk about it. Uh, man, we had a great time, family time, uh, yeah. loving on each other, uh, reading scripture, uh, understanding. Uh, we got into some deep dive, which I won't get into here about how come. Uh, uh, Easter is celebrating the time that it's celebrated. How come it changes so many times? <laughs> well, one year, is, one year is March. The other year is yep. April, you know? And so we got into that and it was great. Uh, the difference between the Greek calendar and the Hebrew calendar, but we had a powerful time. Uh, I pray our listeners and those who are listening and those um, who are uh, gathered with their families had a great time. And listen, I just want to tell you, man, I want to continue to encourage you. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Um, Thank you for diving in. Like if you get into the podcast, if you listen to this podcast, it's so that you can with us, with Ryan and I, um, try to learn the scriptures better in a way that we can apply it to our lives and make sure that we honor God one in one in uh, reading scripture through a contextual lens and, and not through a religious lens, but how how it translates to actually being sons and daughters of the king on earth. And so I just wanted to say that, Ryan, like I, I love diving in this because today is a big topic. Yep. Um, it's one of the greatest topics. And, um, uh, you know, I just want to say that I want to encourage those continue to dive in, continue to get to know the Holy Spirit, continue to get revelation. Um, Ryan, what's your opening words on that, man? That, that's just in my heart right now. Yeah, I, I think that's the aim that we're journeying with the Holy Spirit. We're allowing him to move within us and, and through us and upon us. And that uh, context is king. Just really, um, I think both our passion is to to understand the context of the, the scripture. And then how do we how do we get that in us so that it can flow out of us? Because because ultimately this is. And I, I'm, I'm thinking all the way back to when we really did our probably our first podcast in November 2020. It's really the, the garden. Like, how do we do garden living? Like, like in reality, what what is that constant connection with the spirit so that we can we can live out this life that he's called us to while we're here? The the amount of of days and hours that we're we're actually on this earth. So 
no, we, I pray our, our listeners are, are really loving the scripture and, and being able to apply it and then to be able to walk it out. Man, I love that. And, and the Holy Spirit is available, right? We keep, yep. we always talk about the Holy Spirit on this podcast. Let me just, yep. on a topic like this, because today's topic is, is the blasphemy of the, against the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um, I'm going to get into that, but before I get into that, cause we're going to dive right in, but I want to read John 14, 26 and, uh, Ryan, if you can look up Luke 12, 12, it's just in my heart okay. right now. Yeah. Um, but John 14, 26 and Luke 12, 12 kind of are similars because, cause you have to, I want to say this, you have to invite the Holy spirit as you begin to start studying the scriptures. Because the Holy Spirit, uh, I talk about this with my mom all the time because my mom loves to study. And we talk about how the Holy Spirit is the one that gives you the revelation that you need for the moment that you need. Because there, yeah. there's mysteries in scriptures, right? And so there's layers of mysteries in scripture. And I think a lot of times we we fall on one end uh, and, 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 and we say, oh, I believe this about the scripture. And maybe that's just the beginning of the belief. Maybe he's working something in you so that you can see a greater picture, but he needs to start with baby steps, right? And I think a lot of times inviting the Holy Spirit will allow you to, uh, with pace, learn what he's trying to teach you at that moment, but then also have a heart that's open to going deeper to get a greater revelation of what he's saying. Amen. So listen to what the uh, John 14, 26 says, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he would teach you all things. I want you to underline that in, in John 14, 26, he will teach you all things, not some things, all things, and bring to remembrance all the things that I said to you. All the things that Jesus said, the Holy Spirit brings to remembrance. He is mm -hmm. the greatest teacher. And so when you're going to, uh, tackle a subject so big as the blaspheming against the Holy Spirit, make sure that the Holy Spirit is invited so that you can learn what he's saying yep. and not and not come up with some weird doctrine, which we have. But it, yep. to that. Absolutely. What does Luke 12, 12 says? All right. So Luke, uh, Luke 12, 12 says, um, and this is Jesus's words. For the Holy Spirit will teach you in that very hour what you ought to say. He's going to teach you, man, that very hour, the moment that you need him, the very hour that you need him, he's going to not only teach you, but he's going to also lead you and lead your mouth and guide your mouth. And so, Holy Spirit, we invite you as we uh, uh, deal with this big topic called the blaspheming against the Holy Spirit. Now, I want to say this before we start, Ryan. This is a valid question. What is the blaspheme of the Holy Spirit is a valid question. Yep. Uh, as a pastor, for I, I dare say it this way, because this is going <laughs> to be for almost 30 years now. <laughs> as a pastor for almost 30 years, since uh, my first gig at 1994, uh, that was a long time ago, <laughs> to now, um, I'm not well, even going to say what grade I was in. Uh, no, please, please don't <laughs> age me here. Um, I've gotten this question almost every year of my life since then. Um, it's a worry, it's a concern that people have. I, I want to say it right away, and we're gonna and we're gonna, and we're gonna build the case 
Um, if you're if you're worried about that you're blaspheming the whole the if you blaspheme the Holy Spirit, if you're even worried about it, tells me that you have not blasphemed the Holy Spirit. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I can say that emphatically. Uh, I can say that, and again, we got to read a lot of scripture because you got to read it in context. Because a lot of times we read one verse. And then we take it out of context. And so I'm going to do a lot of reading today, Ryan. I'm going to have you do a lot of reading. Sure. Um, we're going to tag team on the reading. Um, so if, if you can start at Mark 3, 1 through 6, and then I'm going to pick up the story uh, back in verse 20. Um, that way we can start. I just want to create some context um, in this, right? Um, sure. And so... I want to be able to not just jump into Mark because where it's found is Mark uh, 3.29, if you guys are writing down, Mark 3.29. But I want to read before and after so we can really understand what's happening in the book of Mark. It's important. And then we're going to go to Matthew, too, because it's found in Matthew, and it's also found in Luke. So this is also found in Matthew 12, so that way you guys can write it down. Matthew, Mark 3, Matthew 12, and Luke 12. The same account is found, and so we want to read it in context. Go ahead. So Mark 3, 1 through 6, you said, right? Yes. Okay. So Mark 3, verse 1 says, And he entered the synagogue again, and a man was there who, who had a withered hand. So they watched him closely, whether he would heal him on the Sabbath, so that they might accuse him. And he said to the man who had the withered hand, Step forward. Then he said so, to them, So stop right there. Yep. They, 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 the, the religious people today want to do what with Jesus? Catch him catch him in the act of doing stuff on the Sabbath. To accuse him. So this is important yep. in the context. Go ahead. Uh, then he said to them, Is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do evil, to save life or to kill? But they kept silent. And when he had looked around at them with anger, being grieved by the hardness of their hearts, he said to the man, stretch out your hand. And he stretched it out, and his hand was restored as whole as the other. Then the Pharisees went out and immediately plotted with the the um, Herodians um, against him how they might destroy him. So the religious people here are called what? Pharisees. Yep. Now you got to understand the Pharisees and who they are. They are the religious students, educators of the day. They are the smarts of the smarts. They are the intellectuals of the day when it comes to scripture reading. They are the kings of the Torah explanation. Like mm -hmm. these are the folks that you will go to if you have a, a question about the Torah. These are the only ones that they feel, the sect feels like they're the smartest. How about that? They just yep. feel like they're the smartest. Go just do a whole study on Pharisees. If you don't believe me, go and Google today or tomorrow Pharisees and who they were. And you get to find out that they were, in Jesus' day, they were the smartest of the smarts when it comes to not only interpretation of Scripture, but teaching the Scripture. I want you to yep. read verse 11 for me. Uh, 11 and 12, because that mm. way we can continue in context. Okay. So Mark 3, verse 11 says, And the unclean spirits, whenever they saw him, fell down before him and cried out, saying, You are the Son of God. 
but he sternly warned them that they should not make him known. Woo, okay. I'm going to read 14 and 15 so we can, again, get some context. So, so Jesus is casting out some spirits, right? Yeah. Now listen to what's happening in 14 and 15. Then he selected the 12 of them to be regular uh, companions, calling them apostles, and he sent them out to preach, and he gave them authority casting out demons. He gave them authority casting out what? Demons. Demons. All right, now we're going to pick up the story in verse 20, uh, because the rest of the verses just name all the disciples, Andrew, Philip, Bartholomew, Thomas, yep. James. Um, verse 20 and when Jesus returned to the house where he was staying, the crowds began to gather again. And soon, and he and his disciples couldn't even find time to eat. Verse 21 is important. And when his family heard what was happening, they tried to take him home with them. And they said this, he's out of his mind. Now, they were saying he's out of his mind because... Remember, Jesus is casting out demons. He is sending people to cast out demons. And this is weird for Jewish people at the moment to look at this is happening. So his own family, we got to understand, Jesus' family is saying, Jesus is cuckoo for, cuckoo for Cocoa Pops. We know <laughs> that the Pharisees are looking at him. Let's bring him home. So that we can get him out of here because he's casting out these demons. And we're going to see that it's about demons because we're going to read the next uh, verse, which is verse 22. You read it for me. What is it? Why, why is this in context? It's so important because verse 22. So verse 21, the family is going, oh, this, this, Jesus is getting cuckoo for Cocoa Pops. He's casting out these demons. Verse 22, what does it say for me, Ryan? Um, and the scribes who came down from Jerusalem said he has Beelzebub and by the ruler of the demons, he casts out demons. So he has Beelzebub, the word Beelzebub, which meaning the Lord of the flies, or oh, it's the devil is demonic. He's like, he's Satan, right? <laughs> and they say, this guy, Jesus, you're Satan because you're casting out demons and you're casting out demons by the power of Satan, is what they say. Now, let's pick it up in verse 23. Then Jesus said to them, now I'm reading so that you know the, living, the New Living Translation. If you need to know what I'm reading today. Jesus called them over and said to them by way of illustration. Now, remember, the, the religious teachers are the scribes. Some of, them, some of your translation says religious teachers. Some of them say scribes. They are the Pharisees. So the same Pharisees that believe they know the law, they understand it. They're like, this dude named Jesus is casting out demons by Satan. But Jesus gives one of the best response you can ever give another human that thinks this. Look at what Jesus said in verse 23. Mm -hmm. How can Satan cast out Satan? <laughs> it's a, that's such, that's such a good line. Like, it doesn't even make sense. Like, really... He's being sarcastic. He's saying, yep. you guys are idiots. You know, <laughs> just by that statement alone. He didn't say it. So nobody quote me that I said, Jesus said they were idiots. I would say the <laughs> statement alone says, you idiots. He says, how can Satan cast out Satan? A kingdom of war 
with itself will collapse. A home divided against itself is doomed. And if Satan is fighting against himself, how can he stand? He will never survive. Let me illustrate this. You can't enter a strong man's house and rob him without first trying him, trying, uh, trying him up. Only then can his house be robbed. I assure you that any sin can be forgiven, including blasphemy. I just want to, can you just underline that scripture, verse 28? Mm -hmm. Any sin, any sin. I assure you that any sin can be forgiven, including blaspheme, but anyone who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven. It is an eternal sin. He told them this because they were saying he had an evil spirit. Now, when someone asks you, what is the blaspheme of the Holy Spirit? It's important to say that's a great question. Why? Because it says that it's an eternal sin and you should be concerned. Any human should be concerned and go, well, I don't want to commit yep. an eternal sin. So I understand when people come to me and they read this and they just read this. They just read verse 29. They're like, oh, my goodness. This eternal sin. What is this eternal sin? Uh, like yeah. it's a, it's it's a legitimate concern. Mm -hmm. Now, what happens is since we don't read this in context, we take that concern and we make up stuff what it is. Right? Yep. Um, can you read verse 31 uh to 33, maybe? Maybe the 35, so that we can, again, we're reading the whole chapter in context. Go ahead. Can you read 31 for me? Yeah. Yeah. Um, then his brothers and his mother came, and standing outside, they sent, they sent to him, calling him. And a multitude was sitting around him, and they said to him, Look, your mother and your brothers are outside seeking you. But he answered them, saying, Who is my mother? Or who is my brother's? And he looked around in a circle at those who sat about him and said, here are my mother and my brothers for whoever does the will of God is my brother and my sister. Whoever, and mother. Whoever, whoever does the will of God. Now, remember, we started out with in the middle of this chapter that his family's freaking out because demons yep. are involved. <laughs> And so they like he's cuckoo for yeah. So imagine your mother and father, and I'm not we don't know which part of his family, but here we can tell us his mother and brother. Why? Because we see his mother and brothers are in the scene. So yep. we know it's his mother and brother. Imagine hearing from your brothers and that you cuckoo. You cuckoo, Jesus. Yep. And Jesus is hearing all this, and then they they still hear him, they know he's talking in there, but they still try to get him outside. They're like Come out, come with us, come back home. These people are going to kill you because you're cuckoo. So we got to understand the context of blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is Jesus is dealing with his family, calling him crazy. They want to yep. take him out of this place. They want to take him from talking to Pharisees. We know that these are the players in the story. We know that there's crowds around, but we know the ones that are questioning him are Pharisees, right? Which yep. are the religious teachers of the day. What they question is, him casting out demons. Jesus yeah. drops the mic by saying, Satan can't cast out Satan, right? But his family's still saying, we got to get him up. Now, we're going to read a different translation of this. So let's go to Matthew real quick. Uh, 12. I, I, I'm, I'm, it, listen, 
This might be two weeks. I don't know. But we're going to read slowly so we can get this, right? Yep. Matthew 12. Um, Ryan, I don't know if you want me to read or I want to read starting in verse 22. You tell me. Uh, doesn't matter to me, man. I can read or, or you can. All right. Uh, go ahead and read a little bit to 25 and then uh, and then I can pick it up. Okay. Uh, so this is Matthew 12, verse 22. Uh, then one was brought to him who was demon-possessed, blind and mute, and he healed him so that the blind and mute man both spoke and saw. And all the multitudes were amazed and said, could this be the son of David? Now, when the Pharisees heard it, they said, this fellow does not cast out demons except through, is, is it Beelzebub or Beelzebub? Beelzebub, yeah. Beelzebub, thank you. Um, the ruler of the demons. Do you want me to read 25 <laughs> or you want to pick up? Yeah, yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, but, uh, but, but Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and every city or house divided against itself will not stand. And verse 26, and, and if Satan is casting out Satan, he's fighting against himself, his own kingdom will not survive. And if I, if I am empowered by the prince of demons, what about your followers? They cast out demons too, so they will judge you for what you have said. But if I am casting out demons by the spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has arrived among you. Let me illustrate to you. You can't enter a strong man's house and rob them without first trying him up. Only then can his house be robbed. Anyone who ha who isn't helping me opposes me and anyone who is, isn't working with me is actually working against me. Verse 31. Can you read verse 31 and 32? Yeah. Uh, therefore, I say to you, every sin and blasphemy uh, will will be forgiven men, but the blasphemy against the against the spirit will not be forgiven men. Anyone who speaks a word against the son of man, it will be forgiven him. But whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit, it will not be forgiven him either in this age or in the age to come. Again, reading this in context. Um, uh, I want to say something that's going to get, yeah, it's going to, um, let me just rouse y'all up right away. <laughs> they are, uh, let, let me tell you what blaspheming is not. Oh, how, which way do I go with this? Before I go into what it's not, let me just say this in context, Ryan, they're coming against who at this point, who the Pharisees are coming against Jesus. And they seeing Jesus casting out demons. Yep. They are seeing Jesus. Yes. Let me ask you this. Have you and I ever seen Jesus ourselves do a miracle? No. It's kind of hard to, to take this out of context and apply this to you if you yourself have not seen Jesus do a miracle. Oh. Yep. <laughs> so contextually... Jesus is talking to people that are coming against what the Holy Spirit's job is, right? Because remember, they're coming against, he mentions the Holy Spirit, but we're talking about healing. So the question it becomes, are we talking about healing or are we talking about the Holy Spirit? What the heck are we talking about here? Because if we talk about the Holy Spirit, 
you got to tell me what the Holy Spirit's job is and what he's doing. Are we, are we talking about which, what are we talking about? Are we talking about healing or are we talking about the Holy Spirit? Well, we're talking about both. And he's talking about the ministry of the Holy Spirit, which we'll get into a second. So we're going to get into the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And then, but before we get into the ministry of the Holy Spirit, because we're going to take our time, we're probably going to do two of these, Ryan, because I think it's going to be important for us to take our time. Let me right. tell you what the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is not, and we're going to prove it through the scripture. All right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Number one, the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is not um, more than just that sin. Because many people will put the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit as a, all, all these other kind of sins. It's that sin alone, right? It stands mm -hmm. alone. The blasphemy of the Holy Spirit stands alone. It's not all types of different sins. It is blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, and that's it. Right. It's not now. We, if you want to know what blasphemy is, go three weeks ago. We talked about what blasphemy is, right? So, I wanted first of all, it's just that sin because there's a lot of other cultures and a lot of other religions that talk about blaspheming, right? But they talk yep. about blaspheming God as many other sins in Christianity. The blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is that sin alone. Does that make sense? It's yep. not many other different sins. Number two is not making fun of tongues. <laughs> this has been said to me since I was a kid. Oh, don't make fun of tongues. It's not making fun of one of the gifts of the spirit. Right. It's not making fun of prophecy. It's not making fun of tongues. It, that is not the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Can I just say that out there? And Ryan, you can energetic at any moment. But when I was right. a kid, that was one of the things that was said to me. Like, you can't make fun of that. Like, you know, sometimes people prophesy and they look funny. And you just want to laugh at that. But laughing at someone saying stupid stuff, sometimes it's proper lying. It's not even prophesying. It's not <laughs> blaspheming of the Holy Spirit. Can we say yeah. amen to that? Amen. It's not you being angry with God or God being angry with you. Now, this is one thing that's been told to me as for, for years as a pastor, right? Many folks have come to me and told me, you know, you know, I've, I've rejected God, man. I left the faith, man. I was angry at God. I told God, listen, God is not afraid of your anger. Can I say that? You're not blaspheming the Holy Spirit when you're having a conversation with God. Right? And sometimes we say things to God that we don't want others to hear. But we're being honest with God. Right? That is not blaspheming the Holy Spirit. It's not. Blaspheming the Holy Spirit is not being angry with God. Another thing that people come to me, which is, is the fear tactic when they come to me afraid, is that they are afraid that they accidentally blaspheme the Holy Spirit. Have you heard that one, Ryan? I've, I've heard of yes and accidental things of taking the mark of the beast and accidental of a lot of stuff. Yeah. You, can, you can't accident, you can't stumble into blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Like, oops, I blasphemed the Holy Spirit. I'm done. That's not how it works. It's not, it's not accidentally doing it, all right? Yep. And and many people say, oh, if you reject the gospel, you're blaspheming the Holy Spirit. It's not rejecting the gospel. We're going to get to that next week when we get into it, right? It's not rejected. Yep. It's not you. Many people are like, oh, man, I try to preach the gospel to you, and that person shut me down. So they, they blaspheme the Holy Spirit. That is not blaspheming the Holy Spirit. Well, I'm, I'm glad not because... That would have been me then way back when. So <laughs> that would have been me. That would have been you. That 
Listen, let me say this. There have been a lot it, of people. It would have been Paul, Ooh. Saul of Tarsus, which uh, we're yeah. gonna read. We're gonna read next week. He said that of himself. He, what he said of himself was that he has rejected the gospel at some points, wow. right? And yep. so, it's not that. Now, let's talk about the ministry of the Holy Spirit, and then I'm gonna leave you dangling a little bit, but I'm gonna give you some context here we're going to go back to matthew and back to mark and again if you want to read in luke 12 we can but can you read to us john 15 26 and i'm going to read john 16 because if it's yep. against the holy spirit we got to then begin to start defining what is the ministry of the holy spirit and why is it against the holy spirit and why is jesus bringing it in this context because jesus is casting out demons and they are questioning mama the teachers of the law of the day are questioning Jesus whether he's casting out demons for the right reason and the right way. Yep. What is the ministry so, of the Holy Spirit? So John 15, 26 says, but when the helper comes, mm. whom, I, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. So when the helper comes, which is sent to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of who? Jesus. So the miracle that's being done by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Jesus is operating in the Holy Spirit so that you guys understand. He's fully yep. God and fully man, right? Son of, son of man, son of God. So he's operating because the miracles are testifying by the Holy Spirit of Jesus. So here, yeah. Jesus is doing a miracle, and as he's doing this wonderful miracle, the Holy Spirit is testifying of Jesus. He's letting yeah. us know who Jesus is by those miracles. Why do I say that? Because go to John 14, 11 for me, and then I'll read John 16. Okay. I'm building a case here. I'm building a case. Go ahead. So John 14, 11 says, Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. So Jesus saying, believe, listen, if you don't, Mama, he said the same thing to John. John sent his disciples, and we read that a couple of weeks ago, Mama, when he sent his disciples mm -hmm. and yep. say, are you the son? He said, he starts listing miracles. Yep. And yep. you're like, what are we talking about? Why are you listing these miracles? He's saying, because the Holy Spirit is doing these miracles and he's testifying to me as those miracles mm -hmm. are being done. Yep. Yep. Oh, this is so good. Look at what John 16, 8 through 11. John 16, 8 through 11. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin. Who? The Holy Spirit will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment and of sin because they do not believe in me. Listen to what it is. The Holy Spirit will convict the missing of the mark because they don't believe in Jesus. Remember, the Holy Spirit is testifying of Jesus. So he's going to convict you because you don't believe Jesus. That's what the Holy Spirit's job is, is to show you who Jesus is, to show you who Jesus is. Um, and because they do not believe in me of righteousness, because I go to my father and you see me no more and of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. Now, going back to Mark, the context, and we're going to get into this more next week. And if you have any questions uh, before we go more into this, um, 
Brian, you can ask him because we got a couple of more minutes, but I want to go back to what's happening. Let's let's yep. let's let's break down what's happening in Mark. Jesus is healing. The Holy Spirit is at work in, in demons being released out of people. They're questioning the 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 the, those who know the law, the Torah, better than anybody are questioning, the Pharisees are questioning Jesus. Mm -hmm. And they're questioning whether he's casting out demons. So the blaspheme here in context is about Jesus doing this miracle and you're yep. questioning the miracle that he's doing. Because yep. the Holy Spirit that's, allowed, that's actually doing the miracle is the miracle itself is testifying of Jesus and it's mm -hmm. solidifying that he's the son of God, but they can't see it. So they are coming against the Holy Spirit. They are hardening their hearts against the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. by questioning and saying, we don't believe what the Holy Spirit is doing through you, Jesus. Mm. Yep. Yep. So these miracles that you're doing are really not you anyway. They not only believe, they go to the extreme and call him Satan. Uh. So they not only not believe it in Jesus, they have hardened their hearts so much against Jesus that they saying it is Satan that's working in Jesus instead of the Holy Spirit. There's some big claims, man. Some big claims. <laughs> so for Mama said this earlier. It is hard, and, and I can build the case in this. Now, do we have to believe and understand that this is a serious offense towards God? Yes, the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is a strong offense. But again, in context here, I'm just keeping in context, they're doing it because they see in Jesus with their own eyes perform mm -hmm. miracles. Yep. And then they questioning the miracle that Jesus is seeing. That is what they're blaspheming at the moment. Their own mm -hmm. eyes are seeing Jesus in context. Yep. Someone can tell you someone gave someone money and you can believe that from afar. But when yep. you see somebody give somebody else money, You've seen it with your own eyes, and you say, oh, that person didn't give money. You have lied against that person. Yep. Now, if somebody told you about it, and you say, well, I don't know if he gave or not because I didn't see it, that's a second hand. But when you see it and you go against what you see, that's yep. a big problem. That yeah. is what's happening here. Yep. So when we impose ourselves into it and say, well, I've done the same thing, my question to you would be, have you seen Jesus with your own eyes do the miracle through the Holy Spirit? And how, are you questioning what you're seeing with your own eyes? You can't say yes. <laughs> you you can't. can't say yes. You can't. So in context, could I, do, I, do I believe that someone today can? Yes, we're going to get into that next week. Mm -hmm. Do I believe it's almost so difficult to say, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stretch on saying this. I know some of y'all going to get glitched when I say this. And my saying is, if it's almost impossible, I can 
as we get into next week, I could say probably is almost impossible in our day and age. Why? Is it still possible? Yes. Is it almost impossible? It's going to be really tough. Why? Because in order to make the claim of what's happening at the moment, you have to be there with Jesus. Yeah. And you're not and you're not there with Jesus. So we can take it out of context and 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 use it for today or we can study it as for what it is contextually and learn from it. You see yep. the difference? I can learn from what's happening, but what's happening will never happen to me because I'm not there. For sure. Yep. That makes right? sense. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So so the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, and we're going to get into next next week, is a hardening of the heart towards who Jesus is and to the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Now, we're going to get into that next week. It's a hardening of the heart. Your heart is being hardened. It's not making fun of gifts. It's not, oh, they're blaspheming the Holy Spirit because I saw in a movie and they were like, Shandala Mananda. So that's blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. It's not rejecting the gospel. It's not being angry with God. It's actually a hardening of who Jesus is and a hardening of the ministry of the Holy Spirit through him. A hardening of the heart. And we're going to get into what that means next week. That is the context when someone says the blaspheme against the Holy Spirit. Ryan, yep. what do you want to add to this? Oh, man. That, what you touched on last, I think you you were able to give a little bit of insight into how in our day and age it is possible to blaspheme the Holy Spirit, but you'd have to be, your heart would have to be hardened. I was thinking about Pharaoh's heart in Egypt. We're going to get into that next week. We're going to get into that next week. Okay. Well, I'm not, I haven't read ahead far enough, but, but that's what I'm like. You'd have to, in this day and age, you'd have to really be hardened against Jesus. Like really like I, you'd have to be really again. I mean, and that's why you said it's not, not a, not, you don't want to say impossible, but it's, it's not likely. Let's just say. It's not likely. Let's, let's read. And, and again, we're going to get into that next week because it's a, it's, it's the self hearting, right? Of yep. the heart. And let, yep. I'm, I'm going to end this segment with this. So you guys can chew on it. I know I gave you guys a lot. Matthew 12, 31, 32 again. Therefore I say to you, everyone, every sin and blasphemy will be forgiven men, but the blasphemy against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. Now, I want to say this. Can I say this? I, yeah. know I'm end, I'm, I know I'm ending here, but I got to say this as I'm ending. God has the power. The blood of Jesus is enough to forgive blasphemy. It is. But he can't because it's your will. It's your hardening of your heart. Mm -hmm. And he can't override your own will. He can't override your own hardening of your heart. You see, yeah. this is why this is important. Not that he can't. He could. Yep. But the reason that he can't is because you have hardened your own heart. It's a yep. self-hardening of the heart. Yep. You see what I mean? And yep. he can't override that. Right? He can't override that because he's given us a choice. Either choose him or choose not. And you have to reject, continually reject the Holy Spirit. It has to be a continual hardening of the Holy Spirit. Right? And again... So I wanted to throw that out there. It's not that he don't have the power and the blood is not enough. The blood is enough. Yep. It's that it's, 
he can't override you. Anyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man, it will be forgiven to him. But whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit, remember, the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is a self-hardening against the Holy Spirit. And we're going to get into that next week because the Holy Spirit is constantly knocking on that door. But it's a self-hardening to the Holy Spirit. That is what it is. I tell you what it's not. We're going to go into more what it is next week, and we're going to wrap it in a bow. Um, this love you guys. I pray that it's I'm gonna give Ryan the last words, but I pray that listen, don't shut us off. Listen to next week. Get mm -hmm. this in context. Make sure you read it in context. Make sure you begin to start diving in and allow the Holy Spirit to help you to bring revelation of these scriptures in your heart. And I just pray give uh give the Holy Spirit access to all parts of, of your life. Journey with him, you know, hear him, listen to him commune with them till next week shalom thank you for listening to this podcast from the wave ministries visit the wavecolumbus.com for more information